Hey guys, welcome to We Don't Know Them, a Toronto-based podcast. We try our best to answer your questions. I'm Maddie. And I'm Tia. Um, I'm not complaining about myself today. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna not. She's growing as a person. I'll do it later. Or when we're not recording. Or you don't have, like, I feel like last week you talked about all your issues. Like, I don't feel like there's, is there any new ones? I mean, I could go on and on. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I won't open that up. (laughs) For the sake of time. We're just not. We won't today. No, no. We'll start. We'll talk about me. Yeah, talk about you for a change. God. Um. So I guess the new thing about me, I got a new job. I I got a part time job. I got an additional because we can't afford to live without two jobs. Hilarious. A full time career still not enough. No, no. A full time career that I am paid for, like overpaid for, because I have no experience, and yet I still can't afford to live. Yeah. Um, but I got a part-time job back in the animal field, so if you don't, uh, if you don't know me, or you haven't listened to the beginning, uh, did we mention, like, we gave a little, like, about us in the first episode. I don't know, I think you just talked about how you hate your job. I respect that. Also, what is that banging? Um, I don't know, there's construction going on everywhere, so I'm really sorry. Apologies. Um, uh, but, if you ever look on our website, it has a bio about us, um, and in my bio, I think I mentioned, I went to school for vet tech. And then um, I had a lot of issues. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, and I quit vet tech. And now I'm trying to like, not. I don't particularly know if I want to get back into vet tech or just like back into working with animals more like. But I also feel like it worked out perfectly for you because like it's exactly what you wanted. You're like, oh, I'll do the admin stuff in a vet office because then at least I'm close to animals and then the one thing they're like oh do you also want to take blood and you're like that's my favorite thing like yeah. it just worked out so well well and and in, in in the interview she was like oh so like um you apply to the reception job but like you're gonna do animal care and I was like yeah she's like do you want to do reception and I was like I don't really care she goes okay no she's like that's a waste of your skills you'll just do animal care and I was oh like, awesome oh okay so it's just Even that better yeah and then she said like they train there um animal care people to do things but then i technically like yeah i know how to take blood and i think they say they run the blood like you know put it in that centrifuge that spins it out i know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) and a few other things like oh i think they said they take x-rays like i'm rusty i'll need like refresher courses but like but she also said that's like specifically what they do so it's kind of like the perfect reintroduction into that field for you yeah and then i told her i wasn't comfortable like that um anesthesia gave me a lot of anxiety and she's like oh one of our um techs here teaches anesthesia at school i'll put you with her one day or something like it literally is perfect like every point like it just worked out so well yeah the lady was really really nice I went in for the interview and I called um, like my boyfriend and my mom after and I was like, I think I got it. And I was like, my mom, I was like, she said like, you know, I'm sorry you came all this way. Like, I just wanted to meet you in person. Like, I'll, I'll email you about the schedule tomorrow or I'll call you about the schedule tomorrow. Imagine she's like, sorry you came all this way. Um, You're not going to work. Yeah, here. you're absolutely <laughs> terrible. Go home. So I was like to my mom, I was like, I think I got it. She's like, it sounds like you got it. She's yeah. like. Because then she said, well, I talked to you enough on the phone, so we should be okay. We had, like, a five-minute conversation. With so, That's a little uh, concerning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my boss is like, I told my boss about it today, that I'd have to leave, like, an hour early some days. And she said it's fine? Yeah, she's like, she's like, that's fine. Um, she's like, that's so exciting. Like, do you know anything about it? Um, like, she's, because I was saying that I need it for more money. She's like, does it pay well? And I was like, honestly, um, I have no clue how much it pays. <laughs> oh, yeah, I 
like forgot you still don't know. She's like, what? what? And I was like, yeah, I really, um, I think you taught me a lot of good HR knowledge. I have no clue. I don't have a contract. I don't know what's happening. I didn't ask any of the questions that I should have no. asked. The only question that I asked was if I had to wear specific color scrubs. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. Because anxiety, I don't want to come in in different color scrubs. But yeah. apparently paying all that doesn't really <laughs> to me. So, um, when I start tomorrow is my first shift, I'm going to have to be like, um... So, uh, how much are you paying? Yeah. <laughs> how much are you paying me? Not that I'm here. Um, I guess you could ask, like, when you're giving her all your HR documents, like, void check and stuff. Yeah, she told me I need to print a direct deposit form. Um, yeah. I don't have a printer, I didn't print it, so I... I can I, well, that's okay. I'll just like I feel like if I go there, like they probably have a printer, or I can like email it to them. Like, yeah, it doesn't really true. matter if I bring in a printed version. Or not. I mean, they fire me right there. They're like, we told you one thing. <laughs> we asked you for one thing. Get out. Honestly, I'm at the breaking point where like if I hired someone new and they did that, I would be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think so. They're gonna ask you for it so that they can send it to their accountants. So, mm-hmm. like, either way, they need to scan it. So, what's the difference between a downloaded copy, you know? Exactly. I think it's fine. So, I'll just ask them um, how much I get paid then. And then I still have to figure out my schedule to, I guess, to know how often. You could also download it today, email it to her, and say, like, if you want me to print it, I can do it tomorrow while um, I'm there. I literally don't even have an email for her. How did you hear of this job? <laughs> I've talked to her on the phone. Um, and, like, I could email the clinic, but, like, I don't have her email. Can you go on the clinic website and find her email? No, and she doesn't have her. It has, like, a bio on her, but it doesn't have, like, a contact thing for her. I was telling, when I was telling my, um, boss about it yesterday and, like, my old coworker, she was like, are you gonna get kidnapped? Like, is this the sex trade? Like, it doesn't seem like you know much. And they made like, the job sound absolutely perfect. Yeah, so I they, made it everything you want. They <laughs> brought me into a vet clinic just as, like, a... <laughs> thing. I I didn't see a single animal there. What? I was in it was like uh um in an office area. Um, oh, so, so sketchy now I mean, that we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, my coworker was like, Oh, like is this in the sex trade? And I was like, honestly <laughs> it is <laughs> probably pays well, so <sighs> I mean your first shift's tomorrow, so hopefully it goes well. Yeah, if uh if this episode comes out next week it might be our, our last episode, I guess if I Oh, yeah. Die or anything. We're ending it on a cliffhanger. They're going to have to come back. <laughs> <laughs> we should always but, do this. The next episode is just you talking about how I died. <laughs> I become famous. I make millions. Bring in a new host right away. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> replace you. They're like, I've been waiting. <laughs> God. About fucking time. If I die, you have to bring in Kaylin as the um, I will. our number one fan. I will, for sure. She'd be a good co-host. Yeah. Um... You could just That's leave. in my will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, oh my god. <laughs> you and Kaylin are just meeting up. Oh, sorry, I can't hang out. And then I'm looking and more episodes are being created. You're like, can you create the art? <laughs> I'm still like, so did you post our Instagram picture or what? Like, <laughs> You're like, excuse me. You kicked me out. <laughs> You're still uploading it though? I'm so confused. I Wow, we really recorded a lot of episodes in advance. <laughs> I haven't listened to one of ours in a while, so... Honestly, neither have I. Oh, well. It is what it is. Anyways, super exciting news for you. Yeah. Yeah, next week I'll tell you, I guess, how it goes. Because um, I, have, I haven't really worked in an actual... I worked in an emergency clinic in my second year placement. Um, but that was, like, a month. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully, like, the people are nice and it's a good environment. Yeah. Did you buy so. scrubs? 
Yeah, I did. Yeah. From Walmart. Nice. Yeah, they're actually really nice. I didn't know they had scrubs there. They do. They were like $30 each. It was like $60 for the scrubs together. Not bad, though. No, and they're like, um, like a, I would say sweat material, like, um, what do you call it? Like, like the dry fit? Yeah, dry yeah. fit. I'm always like, cool. moisture wicking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a dry fit material. If you're looking for scrubs, I mean, they're actually really, and they're really comfortable. I tried them on and. Like, I kind of just want them as like a lounge set around my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. <laughs> my trainer comes over. Did you get a new job? No, yeah. they're just really comfortable. <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of issues. They're driving. So maybe you'll need them. <laughs> You're like, it's my own personal hospital. <laughs> no one can help me, so I'm doing it myself. I'm going to medical school. Buys an ultrasound. <laughs> I'm going to medical school so I can finally get a goddamn diagnosis. Gets a diagnosis, quits. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> okay, well... Moving on. Yeah. Enough about us. <clears throat> All about you now. First question. Um, I'm 17 and I got invited to a huge influencer event out of state. I have around 1 million followers and I'm going to be one of their creators. Um, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and the transportation and the place to stay are provided. The only problem is both of my parents don't approve. How do I make them see how special this opportunity is? I have to fly there, but I don't have their approval to travel. Um... It's, wait, so they're 17? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind that, like, this shit happens. Like, this is real. This 17-year-old's like, wow, I have this, like, paid trip. They'll, like, give me transportation, a hotel, and, um, they probably, I mean, 1 million followers, you probably get paid a decent amount. I feel like as a parent, though, like, they didn't grow up with that influencer culture, you know what I mean? So it's, like, it's, I don't think it's unusual for your parents to be like this seems real sketch yeah because they didn't like that's not a thing like this is still fairly new so for like i think it's hard for them to comprehend that like oh you post on instagram but they give you money for that like you know what i mean like i don't know i if i was a parent god forbid um (laughs) i would probably be like oh i'm not like 100 percent comfortable with you going but like can't one of your parents go with you that's what i was gonna ask like i wonder if one of the parents is like invited to come or if they can't um or like what (laughs) like what is included in it it's also kind of a red flag if you're like oh hey i'm 17 i'm underage like can one of my parents come and they're like no no (laughs) that's a red flag no adults allowed (laughs) Like, no, come alone. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I'd be like, mm, this is not real. I feel like that's, like, warranted. And if, like, say your parents really don't approve and they don't want to come with you, maybe see if you have, like, an aunt or an uncle or someone else, like, another adult that can come with you. Yeah. Um, and then you can, that way, your parent to your parents, you can be like, well, this person's coming with me. Like, it'll be okay. Like, yeah. you know. If it was one of my nieces, I would go. For sure. Yeah. Oh, me too. Free trip? 100%. Would I, would, like, one of us going be, like that much like reassurance to <laughs> to my <laughs> sister probably not <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah i feel like you could there's other ways if your parents don't want to come like maybe they were invited or maybe this person doesn't want their kids their parents to come they'd be like auntie tina's taking me don't worry it's gonna be fine and my sister would be like i fucking see her snapchats <laughs> like she you're not going with her <laughs> uh yeah i feel like you could just get someone else to come with you right i mean at the end of the day like if you need your parents permission to fly and they say no like there's no way around that. no yeah <laughs> you can't go you can't go that yeah and yeah it would be like an amazing experience and i guess you could like mention that to your parents but yeah if they decide that 
it's not safe, which is like all valid. Yeah. <laughs> to think that it's not safe for your 17 year old. Also, bro, it's Come literally, on. I'm shocked at the amount of times I have to say this on the podcast. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but they said uh, in, in a different state, so they're American. They don't give a shit. Like, what? Oh, I have this all expenses paid trip across state lines in a pandemic, and yeah. my parents won't let me go. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> no. But, I mean, I guess that when you think about it, like, how hard would that be to explain to, like, a 17-year-old? The 17-year-old so that has fame and is just, like, so excited by this, like, I feel like is the most stubborn person to ever try and explain oh, shit yeah. to. Like, trying to tell a 17-year-old not to do something is, like, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I guess, like, just a 17-year-old is... I think any 17-year-old is the most unreasonable person you'll ever interact with. But especially one that's, like, famous. Like an influencer. Yeah. Like a YouTuber. I feel like they're even more, like, We're generalizing. Maybe not all influencers are like this. But I feel like... I mean, I think being a 17-year-old, like, those are when you're developing and, like, growing and then being famous. I feel like it's just natural to become a little entitled. Like, it's hard to be humble when, like, all these people are doing this at that age. That's true. I also feel like social media has just made people, like, grow up so, like, so fast. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I see all these, like, 13-year-olds that look like they're fucking 17. Well, you see Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. She looks so old. But she was also, isn't she, like, 15? And she was, like, dating, like, a 20-something-year-old? Yeah. She's 16. Which is, like, but they're, like, oh, like, our parents, like, knew. Like, her parents knew and gave us permission. I'm, like, bro, like, my parents would never. No. 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 God, no. But, anyways, yeah. But it, it is, like... It must be hard. I, I couldn't imagine growing up. Like, we had enough pressure growing up when we did. Never mind now. Yeah. I would not want to grow up in this time. No, absolutely not. Like, <sighs> Anyways, I think the most you could do, just try, um, see if maybe you can try having, like, a different adult go with you if you don't want the parents. Um, or if the parents don't want to go. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't think you can convince them. And they have every right to, to be worried and not want you to go. Yeah. So... So, uh, good luck. Yeah. The odds <laughs> be ever in your favor. Next question. How can I change my mindset on hookup culture? I'm so turned off by the idea of people having casual sex with random people. I genuinely don't like them and value them as less of a person purely based on that. <laughs> I really don't know why I think like this. I'm, so I'm looking for some advice on how to change how I think because I know it's wrong, but I can't convince myself otherwise. I have a girlfriend, and I'm very happy, so I don't think it's jealousy or envy. I'm just lost on this topic and want to have a more positive view of it. Any advice is appreciated. Um, honestly, it sounds like you're an amazing human being. Excellent. Uh, wouldn't change a thing. Super non-judgmental. Yeah. Um, um, welcoming. Great. I mean, I think it's one thing to, like, not want to participate in hookup culture. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, like, that is so huge now. Like, that's just what people do and like you shan't like you sh- you shan't you shan't <laughs> you shan't <laughs> fucking just like teleported to 15th century england when it wasn't a thing you shan't hook up <laughs> <laughs> i shan't record any more episodes i'm thinking i just no i need to leave um but like you shouldn't judge people for doing that or like shame them like 
sexuality is fine and it's fine to explore and like do what you want and i think that we just really need to be more like sex positive and body positive yeah and i think like like i said it's fine to not want to do that but also like you can't look down on people who do no you know but i guess like this is the thing like they don't want to like they want to change yeah yeah i mean that is a good thing at least that they're writing in to say that they want to um but i feel like if you really wanted to like what do you mean like i just can't like didn't they say like i just can't Um, I need to reread questions because I never remember anything. Um, I can't convince myself otherwise. Like, well, what do you want? You want us to convince you? But, like, you just, you should just be able to, how do you, unable to convince yourself otherwise? But also, like, I can't convince myself otherwise, so I'm going to write into you because hopefully something you say will be what does it. She's like, he's like, these two girls sound really fucking judgmental. Maybe they'll (laughs) talk some sense into me. Or maybe they'll just tell me that I'm right. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I I think it is, like, good. It's a good first step that you want to change. Um, and I get that, like, there are still a lot of people, whether it's, like, religious beliefs or anything, that don't agree with it. Um, but that's different than, like, judging someone. Yeah. Like, you don't have to agree with everything, but that shouldn't make you think that people are terrible people because they're doing it. Like Exactly. And it's not like, yeah, maybe if that you're judging someone who's, like, cheating on, like, is married, cheating on that person with multiple people, sure, maybe you can, like judge them a little even then it's not your relationship so it doesn't matter but like but like there's single people just hooking up with other single people yeah as long as it's consensual yeah all the power to you maybe like you know try and aware like tell them to practice safe sex and that's really all you can do so i guess like the real question is how do you change your mindset on something so okay so for example a real-time example of when i had to like physically work on changing the way that i looked at something was when i was in school And I got my placement at my current job. And I was under the impression that I wanted to work with women or with youth. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck did everything I wanted to work with children? I don't know. Beyond me. I could have told you that and then that wouldn't work. Beyond me. And then I got my placement and I was like, oh, it's men. Like, it's working with men. And I was so upset and I was like, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm going to hate it. It's going to be horrible. Um, and I almost turned it down. Like, I was about to turn it down. And the yeah. only reason I didn't is because I sat there and I said, okay, it's going to be really hard for me to find another placement right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's cutting it pretty close. And I'm like, and I need to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Like, why am I this against working with men? Like, what is it about that? That I don't really, like, I hate that much. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I had to sit there and think about how every single interaction that I've had with a man in the context of work has been horrible. Because yeah. I used to work at a bar. And obviously all those interactions were horrible. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I need to reframe how I'm looking at this. Because one, I don't know if that's going to be my experience there. Mm-hmm. And two, I should be thinking not just, oh, fuck, I'm working with men. But I should be like, okay... These are the opportunities that I'm going to have there. I'm going to learn how to do group counseling. And I'm going to learn how to do, like, one-on-ones. And I'm going to get experience in addictions and mental health. Like, and I had to, like, reframe it and look at all the positive things. And when yeah. I did that, I was way less anxious. And then I went in and I did my interview and I felt confident and I was excited. And then when I was there doing my interview, I, like, got to see the setting. like got to see the guys and their interactions, like, with the staff. And I was like, this is nothing like how I pictured it yeah but it was my own preconceived notions of what I thought it was going to be like 
that was making me so against wanting to do it. Yeah. And then I remember talking to my ethics prof after, and she's like, Tia, men are the easiest to work with. (laughs) She's like, and I was like, honestly, like, you're right. Like, they're hard. Yeah. Like, just the demographic is very difficult, like, high needs, but I've also worked with women. Yeah. And I'm like, they're both very different, but I'm like, I really enjoy working with men. Yeah. And I thought I would hate it. I thought I would never want to do it. I thought I'd be miserable my whole placement. Mm -hmm. And I actually really enjoyed my placement and I'm still working there now you know yeah so that's how I had to reframe I had to sit and think about what was making me uncomfortable so what about hookup culture is so offensive to you Mm -hmm. like what is it that bothers you so much and why does it bother you yeah right and then how can you reframe that and like think okay like I'm perceiving it this way when that's actually not true yeah I think a way that could help too is if you um like, have a conversation with someone. Yeah. Like, you know, if you know someone who... Um, example is, like, maybe a lot of people, especially, like, nowadays in the older generation, don't understand, like, transgender or any of those things that I feel like a lot of times having a conversation with someone who is that. Like, if they have a conversation with who, someone who is transgender, you, like, get to understand their story better. And then you can ask them some questions, too, and have a conversation. So, like, maybe he should have... A conversation with someone who has hooked up or is hooking up with someone and like just get more of a basis off that yeah because and then also if you had a conversation with them you'd probably realize like they're not a terrible person they just wanted to hook up with people yeah i mean i'm torn because i think like especially in the context of like the lbt uh lbgt like 2sq like i think like that it's not like that person's job to educate someone no 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 that's but like hookup culture is a bit different like like learning about the experiences and like having that conversation and like coming from it like wanting to understand it more no but yeah yeah. but no I, i don't think it's it's definitely not that person's job to educate you but like the other yesterday we had um a conference where we went over like inclusivity and stuff like that yeah and we had people who were in the lgbtq plus community and it was just, like, you know, hearing it from someone who's in the community was, like, a more eye-opening thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not their job to educate us, but it is, like, a really helpful resource to learn it from someone who's, like, in the experience. Because, yeah. like, me educating... I can educate myself, but, like, I don't feel like I have the right to, like, educate other people. Yeah. Like, I can maybe provide resources for it, but, like, I personally have, like... I've hooked up with people before, so I feel like I can be like, oh, no, it really wasn't that bad. I don't think it has anything to do with my personality. No. Um, like, I'm not a terrible person because I've hooked up with someone. Yeah, before. and I think it's also, like, hard because, like, you're in a relationship, so obviously, like, you're not engaging in that mindset. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you were single, like, come talk to us when you're single, okay? Yeah. We'll, we'll, have, we'll talk again. <laughs> we'll see how you think of hookup culture then. Yeah. Actually, I feel like you're you're doing the good first step where you are open and like wanting to change and asking questions and like thinking about it yeah so I feel like just continue on that be open to like you know other perspectives and like trying to see what like Tia said like why you think that and that kind of thing yeah um and yeah I mean you're you're I don't think you're a terrible person because you do want to change so yeah exactly and ask for yeah and it's not like he's saying I know I'm right he's saying I don't want to feel this way yeah Exactly. So, there's hope for you yet. Yeah. Well, um, let us know. Send us a follow-up email in a couple months. Um, 
couple years. I'm not even doing the podcast anymore, but I want to follow up to see if you've changed. <laughs> okay. Um, last question. Ew. I was just thinking, like, oh, like, in my head, I was like, haha, like, imagine 10 years from now we're still doing the podcast. We'd be 35. Don't talk like that. I know. <laughs> that really was upsetting to me. But, like, 10 years is, like, a long no, it's not. Time for now. I can't remember when I was 15. That feels like a long time ago. I can, vividly. What grade is 15? 10? 10. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All high school is kind oh of Oh my just, god. Meh. Okay, well, um, email us when we're 35. Um, let us know. <laughs> if the email comes through, then we'll, we'll read it. Um, okay, last question. Uh... How do I know when it's the right time to speak up and when should you keep just keep quiet? I told my supervisor some things today that have been really bothering me lately, but now I feel like I should have just kept it all to myself or just waited for it to pass. I don't want to get the re- reputation of making a big fuss about everything and taking things personally. My supervisor told me that I was brave for telling her and that she's glad I spoke up, but I don't know how to feel about it honestly and I regret doing it. Should I not have told anyone or is it okay that I did? <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I feel like that's very our generation to be like, ah, uh, you know, like, I was having a lot of issues and I told someone, so, oof. And now I feel horrible. Yeah, we're going to think I'm a whiny bitch. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how many conversations I've had with my bosses where I'm like, fuck this, fuck that, this is dumb, this yeah. person needs to do this. Like, I feel like that's been in, like, the, from most of those have been in the recent time, though. Like, at yeah. the beginning, I feel like, maybe this person's newer to the job. Um, or maybe they're just not got to the breaking point that you asked. <laughs> true and true. Um, but I, I like that her supervisor was supportive. Yeah, you know? that is really like, good. So this is whole like this is wholly internal. What's happening? Here. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, it's really brave of you. I'm glad you spoke up. And she's like, they hate I, me now. <laughs> I really don't think it is. I think in their head they I were never probably a whiny bitch. Something. They just really hated me. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like at least for myself. And I said this to my boss. I said, I'm having this conversation with you now because if I don't, it's going to build and I'm going to explode. Yeah. I said, so that's why I'm talking to you about this now. Yeah. I feel like if they're valid concerns too, like you're like, oh, this person's been harassing me. Like this other thing has been like happening. I'm so stressed. I can't like, those are valid things to go to someone with. If it's like every five seconds, you're like, this person blew their nose and I don't like it. Like, then maybe there are people, like, your boss is going to be like, oh, my God, this is a lot. But if you're going and being, like, valid concerns, this is what's happening, like, I'm not happy, like, you need to tell someone. Because, yeah, if it builds yeah. up, then it just, you get to a breaking point, And then your manager's not going to be happy if then you quit and they don't, like, they didn't know and they couldn't have done anything to, to help. Exactly. So, like, I think that you just need to put it all on the table. And I think that you should, like, document it. Like, even just put it in an email, like, oh, like, really appreciate you talking to me today about, like, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. That way, like, if this continues to happen and nothing changes and you do quit, you can be, like, refer back to all these times that I tried to have a discussion with you about this and nothing has changed. Yeah. You know? Um, or, like, she sounds like she's really supportive. Like, maybe she will look into this and be like, okay, like, totally valid concerns. Like, I'll deal with this yeah but you don't know that unless you say something yeah exactly if you just sit there all the time being like oh if i say something they're not gonna help like they can't do anything yeah then like you'll never know but 
I mean, and there is a chance that you go and complain and they don't do anything and nothing happens, but there's a chance that it could fix it and you could be so much happier at your job. So like, why not take that chance? Yeah. The worst happens, uh, it doesn't get fixed. And speaking of someone who's been in a manager in like several jobs, Mm -hmm. everyone complains. Exactly. Everyone has something to say about something. And not once was like, I like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. You know, like, I, that's just not, like, a manager's not going to be like that unless they're really horrible. Yeah. Sometimes well. I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying. However, that's beyond my control. Mm-hmm. So, like, what can I support you with? But I'm yeah. never like, oh, how dare they come to me with their problem? Like, that's literally my job is yeah. for, like, to be that person. Exactly. And even if they're coming to you with something you can't fix, at least you know and you're aware that that person has something that's making them unhappy or something yeah. like that where you can then support them in other ways or exactly. you can check in on them. Because personally, if I was struggling with something and they can help me, but if they were checking in on me, yeah, like, I would be happier with the job because I know, like, okay, at least they care. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't, yeah, you shouldn't regret, um, like, talking to someone. I think it's good that you did, and, like, you seem to have a supportive manager, so, like, that's all good stuff. Agreed. Um, And, yeah, I think just continue on that. If something bothers you, you have a right to speak up about it. Like, your workplace shouldn't be somewhere that you're miserable. Like, you have a right to bring up issues. It shouldn't be. (laughs) It might be, but it really shouldn't. But, like, you have a right to bring up issues and for them to get solved. Like, your job... You're not there to do the job and be, like, harassed or yeah. be made to, to feel miserable. Like it And, like, whatever your be. issues are, like, even if they're smaller issues where you're like, hey, like, I was trying to do this and I ran into, like, these things. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a big issue for you to talk to your boss about it. No. You could just go and be like, this one task is just stressing me out a little. Like, I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah. Like, it really, it could be anything. And, yeah, like Tia said, your manager is there to deal with that. Like it's that, literally their job. Yeah. <laughs> so... So, I mean, like, I think it's good. And, yeah, I recommend the same thing that Tia said where, um, like, write it down, keep it written somewhere so that if you ever do have to quit, then at least you're also giving feedback. You're like, these are the things I brought up. They didn't change. Like, I'm quitting, but, like, hopefully you guys can, like, fix these things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah. But good job for speaking up. It's not easy. But you did it. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what I just said oh for. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> Excellent. Anyways. Am I okay? No, let's end the episode here. I'm not okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for writing in once again. If you have any questions, you can send them to our email. We don't know them podcast at gmail.com, um, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And be sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.